everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is November 1st, 2021. I'm not going to lie, Dave. Yes. I, I have got the fucking Rojo today. <laughs> like I haven't like had it. it in weeks. I'm yelling at Pete and Billy, those two dipshits. Uh, Why? Because you're tired and you're just saying, fuck it? You're going after everybody? No. You listen, had a busy weekend. I had a busy weekend. It was very fun. Busy day tomorrow, which is going to be great. No, I just... I'm, this goddamn town wears me out to the to my soul. Good. I'm not sure if you heard the news, Dave. What happened? Bowmel's been named the new head coach or head uh, I'm manager. talking football manager of your Padres. Boy, this fucking town cannot get their pants down fast enough and grab oil to just learn the guy's new fucking nickname, Darren Smith. That fucking kid, all credibility gone. I'm listening to <laughs> I'm listening to an interview that he did with Buster the other day, yeah. where Buster claims Bowmel checks all boxes, and, and we'll get to that in a second. Who the fuck does that? If you met somebody, okay, you're at Benita Vista, yeah, and the opposing coach uh, manager comes over, you know, you're a guy, you could be D pal. <laughs> hey, D pal, somebody did that to me, be pissed. What are, you, what are you trying to accomplish? It's the same bullshit Ron Fowler did when he... Ting. What are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to show us all how in you are? How cool you are? Isn't Bob already a one-syllable name? I thought so. <laughs> what are you doing? I, it just makes you... Let me, let me preach tell you this. What, because, you are surprising me right now. I'm going to get to more that's going to Good. surprise you. All right. Wow. I literally are, thought I was the only one that's going to get a little upset here. There are people that listen to this show from Darren's show. I could not give less of a fuck what anybody on that show thinks of me because I'll tell you what. There was never a fucking day when I walked into that studio and gave up all credibility just to try to convince whoever the fuck was listening that I was an insider. And this bullshit, wait till he's on. Wait till he's on Darren's show, and you'll hear, hey, Bowmel. Oh, my God, dude. He better not. He better not call him Bowmel. You're better than that. He will. Shit. And Woods will fucking do it, too. Oh, I know Woods will. Listen, Bob Melvin is a very, very interesting hire in this town. Yes. You're all very familiar with what this hire was, and none of you want to know it because you've all been told for four fucking days that he... That he checks every boxes. Or he checks every box. He checks a lot. Guess what? He never won a fucking World Series. That, to me, is a guy who checks every box. Because, to me, Bob Melvin is Marty fucking Schottenheimer. And none of you want to fucking admit it. But if you look at the parallels between what Marty Schottenheimer was when he came here and what Bob Bomel, Darren's pal, yes. is, it's they are the exact same guy. You had a guy in Mike Riley that coached the Chargers, was too nice. Nobody would say anything negative about Mike Riley. Yeah. And immediately the guy who checked all the boxes came here, and it was Marty Schottenheimer. And guess what happened? Marty in the regular season coached his team at a level that Mike was not capable of. I have no doubt we'll see the same thing with Bob Melvin. But guess what happened next? Marty got to the playoffs and did what Marty did in Cleveland and what Marty did in Kansas City, and he fell apart. And I know so many of you are saying, well, hang on. 
Let's just get to the playoffs. You will get to the playoffs. You'll get to the playoffs, and I hope I'm wrong because maybe it's different than what he had in Oakland and maybe it's different than what he had in Arizona and what he had in Seattle, but there are guys that on the big stage, we talk about Phil Jackson versus Del Harris all the time. There are guys on the big stage that win and there are guys on the big stage that can't quite get us across the finish line. They shocked the shit out of me, Dave, when they got Bob Melvin. I never saw Bob Melvin coming Nobody here. Nobody did. I watched today. I thought he was great. I really, really want him to be the guy. But this goddamn town, how nobody between a lot of guys that were here, I get Stevie Woods wasn't here. And I didn't hear every minute of talk radio. Maybe the parallel was drawn, and then my apologies to whoever actually did it. Everybody has blown Bob Melvin. How There's can not one nobody person. say, God damn, this shirt, and the guy who checked all the boxes yes. is Bruce Bochy. Okay. God dang it. I, I literally thought I was the only one that was going to take this side. You and I have worked together far too long. I literally, in my head, was thinking Marty Schottenheimer. Here's the deal. Bob Melvin might be great. I don't know. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, his track record says great is not in his vocabulary. He's never been Finishing. great. Finishing, Dave. I will yeah, say he's this. He's never been great. He's never been great. You just said it. Winning a World Series. He is 7-13 and 13 in postseason games. Yeah. He That's is, the ultimate goal. That is it. So don't tell me how great Bob Melvin is. And now look, here's the deal. Ask yourself this question as Padre fans before you go, you motherfucking haters. Yeah, I'm not. Ask yourself this question. Two weeks ago, if Jeff and I said on there, we know who it is, and it's Bob Melvin, would you have gone, fuck yeah? You wouldn't. You would have shrugged your shoulders and go, Bob Melvin? That's what you would have said. You wouldn't have lost your shit the way you're doing now. All of you guys blow everything in this town. Everything. Yeah. You guys all go over the top. So just 100% right. He's Marty Schottenheimer right now. Look, I understand everybody deserves a chance. Look, how many teams did you just name? Yeah. Arizona, Seattle, Se Oakland, and now the Potters. Four teams, no World Series championships. The guy up the fucking freeway, fucking guess what? It's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Everybody wanted that guy. Don't lie to yourself and say you didn't want Bruce Bochy back. Yeah. Everybody on every talk show, I want Boch. And, and everybody now is an expert as to where Boach was with analytics. Who who talked to him? We talked to him all the time. I've never once fucking asked him. I don't know. Who knows? Listen, when they talked about Jeff Bannister, they talked about Ozzie Guillen, they talked about a bunch of different names, Phil Nevin and others. Bob Melvin, when I heard it the other day, Dave, I didn't hate it. I go, and I, I thought Bob was Just good. your shoulders. Let's go, okay. I thought, nah, I'll, I'll give him more credit than where that. Were you, where were you on that? If you ever give a letter, great. A, a B. A B. Yeah. But not an A. No, but but to me, Andy but Green. But there were A's out there. Yeah, Andy Green was a D. Okay, well, who's and, false that? Andy Green didn't hold a gun to anybody's head and go, give no. me the fucking job. And Tingler was a D, if not an F, immediately. Yeah, was, that, that's an F. Immediately. Just for the fact nobody ever heard of him. But I, I, I'll tell you this, too. And, and this one personally hurts because I like this guy. Okay. I like Eric Gruppner a lot. I do too. The idea that Bob Melvin mentions today in his podcast, or I'm sorry, in his press conference, we do a podcast. The idea that he mentions that he comes into the office yesterday and Gruppner or Friday, whatever day it was, is dressed as Ted Lasso. And I'm sorry, everybody looked at that and it can be cute or whatever. I cannot tell you how goddamn embarrassed you should be as a fan of this organization, 
that the COO on the day when you're trying to close a deal with the guy that you believe is the manager to get you over the top thinks it's fucking dress up day. I love Grubner. Played high school football. I would tell him to his face, you fucking embarrass me, man. What the fuck are you doing? You're bringing this guy in and you're like, hey, I'm Ted Lasso. Bob Melvin today makes a joke of it. You cannot tell me that he doesn't talk to somebody in his circle that night. Hey, how'd it go? Fucking CEOs dress. I don't know. How about the GM was wearing basketball shorts? Fuck. (laughs) I mean, look, whatever they did, they got the deal done. I don't know. He was Magnum PI, Dave. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. What the fuck are we doing? I'm just like, can we just listen? Oh my gosh. I, uh, I like, he could have been, I I'll take Bob over Buck Showalter. Yeah, me too. Right. I don't know. I don't know on Ron Washington. Why not? That's probably about, that's probably about the same. Okay. I would say how old, but Ron Washington's older, right? Isn't Ron like 68? Who cares? No, but I'm just saying. Okay. I got it. Okay. So here's the deal. Two years ago, Ron was a a hot guy for the job. All right. Mm -hmm. It came down to two guys, supposedly. It was Ron. It was Jace. Okay, so Ron goes to the Braves. Everybody in Atlanta loves Ron. If you're looking yeah. for Ron, by the way, he's he's trying to win a World Series. Okay? Yep. Everybody loves him. When Ron was in Oakland, everybody loved him. Everywhere mm-hmm. he's gone. When he was in Texas, he actually went to two World Series as a manager. Yeah. How about that? So I have nothing bad to say about Ron Washington. Again, when we played the game last week and I said, if you could choose your dream guy, I think believe you chose Boach. And I said, I threw up names. Boach, Dusty Baker, Social. Ron Washington. No, we didn't, not last week. Social was out. Okay, gotcha. The only reach I had on there was Walt Weiss. That was the only reach oh, yeah. I had. But otherwise, I was saying there are qualified guys, and there aren't and only 30 of these jobs. We know this is a hot job. I don't blame Bob Melvin for wanting to get, to get the fuck out of Oakland. Yeah, $4 million a year. So, God dang. I, again, not, not saying terrible hire. I'm just no. saying the way everybody is reacting, you didn't get the perfect guy. The perfect guy is the guy that's available that has a Hall of Fame resume. Right. And three, yeah, three fucking rings. And and lives in town. But everybody in this town now knows how Boach would have been with analytics and everything else. And I'm just saying, I, I what I'm hearing the last three days is absolutely what we heard when Marty Schottenheimer came here. Yes. Same thing. I couldn't agree more. And if the goal is to improve off of 28 games out of first, then I think you got a great guy to do that. <laughs> if the goal is... he good is, enough for 28 games? Huh? Is he good enough for 28 games? Well, and I think, Dave, in fairness to, to Melvin, now the challenge becomes, what are you going to do with this roster? Well, if you listen to the guys he's talking to, he loves everybody. Loves everybody. Loves Darvish. Well, Darvish, go look at it. Darvish won like one game the second half of the season. Loves I mean, Manny Machado. Man has yeah. the potential to be an MVP. I got it. Okay. Yeah. We all know what we have here. Okay. Tatis. Yeah. We got it. Guess what? The same group of guys that you love finished 28 games at a first. Yeah. When Vegas had them winning the division and he, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of books. I do think. Worst case scenario, they're making the wild card. Yeah. I do think he immediately demands respect, which is nothing that, well, Dave, you can shrug it off. I but do Andy, because guess what? Machado, ran, Machado and Hosmer and all the veterans ran to the front office two times in the last yeah. three years and got the other managers fired. So fuck Andy, those guys. Andy Green never got respect here. No. Although why should he? Yeah, why exactly right. Preller put yeah. him in that situation. And same thing with Tingler. Yeah. But again, Preller put him in that situation. Yeah. Because Preller wants guys like I thought, guys that he can control. 
And so Melvin comes in, had great success with Billy Bean under incredibly difficult circumstances. They've had pretty good players. Don't give me that bullshit. Well, what I, the I fuck's their payroll? Fine, the payroll twenty one million. Do they've had and they're pretty good strip players? It down again. I, I can argue they've had better players than the Padres had over the last ten years. Got it. He's done well, but he has not nearly had the resources that he's had here. So maybe that helps. But to me, the discussion needs to start with this is very similar to when we got Marty Schottenheimer, who coached this team to fourteen and two and could not get it across the finish line. The difference so what is, is the, the NFL head goal? coach makes a much bigger difference than a major league baseball manager. Uh, uh, fine. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. When you play 162 games and a manager gets credit for four wins. It's a big damn difference. I, I, I listen. Don't I, disagree with that shit. Bochy I, told me that. Yeah, he told and Joe Torre told us the same thing. He told you a lot of shit just to get you to stop talking. Oh, you talking. shut the fuck up. You I hope fuck he up. shoots you going with buffalo hunting. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's cool. I think it, they clearly, clearly could have done a whole lot worse. I was expecting them That's to do it. a whole we lot could worse. Have done a whole lot worse. I was expecting them to do a whole lot worse. Why do we accept that? We but, could have done a whole lot worse. No, but I'm just saying, looking at the big picture, uh, Bob Melvin coming here is interesting. I, I like Bob much better than Buck Showalter, Dave. Yeah, me too, because Buck hasn't done anything in a long time. And Buck never won either. Buck no. never won. No. That's the point is there were guys out there that had won. But I don't know. I mean, I'm hearing quotes like he's the perfect hire. He checks all boxes. To me, that's a little bit where you go, hang on. He checks a whole lot of boxes. That's fine. Say that. I would have liked somebody to say, but I believe in San Diego, like a lot of places, you feel like you have a realistic shot at winning a World Series, and Bob has not yet checked that box. Yes. How come no one else has said this? Because they're all worried about protecting their friendships and their relationships down there, and everybody's got to be everybody's buddy. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I liked it when it, I saw you Thursday after it was yeah, announced. You were together when we found out. Yeah. I said, well, it's kind of cool. I, okay. Which is fine. But I will say, you go, yeah. It's a cool guy to get, has been managing, has been in the game, knows the analytics part. Like, if that's what you're looking at, you go, great. I don't, I'm not the guy that goes, well, why is Oakland getting rid of him? I get it. I thought Buster made a great point on that. They're about to strip that thing down again. Yep. And he's very well liked in that organization. And there's the opportunity to go to San Diego and make $4 million on a three-year deal to coach Tatis and others on this team. And they go, you know what? Yeah, fuck, man. You put in 11 years here. Yeah. Yeah, I, go down and have a good time. Oh, I don't blame him at they all They weren't going to fire him. No, no, I, no, so, no. no. I don't blame him at all for leaving. No. It's no, but I, And again, might be a good guy. Might, might see an improvement. My point is you had other options of guys that wanted this job. What's going to happen? Weren't even interviewed for this job. The guys they interviewed for the job were kind of jokey. Why would you interview the Mets manager? Is he coming on? Is he coming for part of the staff? Boy, I hope not. I hope not. The question to him today was how long is it going to take you or to put your staff together? He goes, I really don't have a timetable. The whole idea is to put the right staff together. And he was in on hiring the pitching coach, by the way. Yeah, he had to be. He said it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he knew what was going on. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. That's but this cool. has been going on for a while. Yeah. I mean, he met with AJ and Peoria. Well, and I think, Dave, 
the thing that I would give those guys credit for is that they did a really, really good job of keeping everything undercover. So I, I don't have any idea. I mean, the, the guys on the beat respectfully got smoked on this deal. Yeah. Patty, okay. you don't have anybody. Listen, if you're working that beat, you have people in the building, right? Yeah. How talented are the guys on the beat? Fucking Woj has fucking connections to every NBA team Every going. NBA team. Yeah. You only have to do, follow one team. You can't make friends with one guy that works the copy machine? Yeah. The security guy that fucking let him in the building? Right. I mean, fuck. Ted Lasso? Yeah, do your job, asshole. Fucking Kevin Easy spent so much goddamn time on the 15 feeding that fucking dog. Dude, they, they wrote for two fucking days about how Ozzy Gian they had Ozzy Gian. Not, not that, in fairness to Kevin and to Dennis... It's not that they said that uh, Ozzy was a done deal. Nobody, nobody. No, no one said but that. But Kraz writes his fucking column that comes out Thursday morning saying, hey, Ozzy Guillen uh, could be an edgy taker or some bullshit. Really? Because he loves Castro in Miami? Fuck. I just. That's ridiculous. I, I'm telling you, you, you all saw it. You all saw the same thing. Now, will the results be the same or can Bob be different? We'll find out. I hope so. I hope this works. Me too. Because you you needed it. This town needs it. But goddamn, it's not bad to at least look at this and go, wow. Our, our goal is, and I know in AJ's seven years, you had a 60-game season where you won. Yeah. And other than that, you have not won. So I get that there may be a part of you tonight that are like, hey, dude, at this point, honestly, let me get to the playoffs because we haven't even had that excitement outside of last year. And and then we'll worry about what Bob does. And maybe having Machado and Tatis and... <laughs> I mean, that's about where it stops. If you can throw Cronenworth out there, okay, I got it. Uh, you have nobody in your outfield that fears anybody or that anybody's scared no, of. You need help. You need help. Hosmer's a dipshit. <laughs> and your fucking starting pitcher averages about four and a third. So, boy, there's a lot of work for that pitching coach to do and uh, and for Melvin and for yes. Preller to do. Yes. Your, your catching scares nobody. No. Your outfield scares nobody. Um. Your first baseman's a fucking moron. You have no one in the minors that's ready to play in 2022. Your bench is shit. So, hey. But you know what? Let's make sure we lock in the new guy's nickname so we show everybody how fucking inside we are. <laughs> what a bunch of fucking dumb fucks. Just a bunch of fucking... Remember when credibility mattered? Yes. I don't. Oh, my God. Not in this shitty town. Oh, my gosh. Goddamn Jack Murphy and his dog, Rusty, are like, what the fuck are we doing there? <laughs> and we still don't know where that goddamn statue went. How about so many people concerned? How come Bob Melvin's not going to get his jersey? Number? Oh, fucking John Conniff. He's not playing, dickface. He's going to have a fucking starter jacket on. I asked Conniff today, what's the next thing you're going to fucking whiff on? Getting Joe Sy to move the nets here or getting Jeff Bezos to buy a thousand acres of land and build that NFL stadium because you got about as much chance of those two fucking things happening <laughs> as you do of getting that number six. My goddamn thoughts are with Mrs. Goddamn Conniff tonight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
I'm fucking pathetic. I'm fucking pathetic. I'm fucking down. I couldn't believe it. In five minutes in, there's this Buster Oldie interview. Oh, my gosh. And they're talking about Mark Kotze. Mark yeah. Kotze, don't you figure he's the next manager of the A's? He Dude, makes perfect sense. How crazy would it be if it's Ron Washington? That'd be kind of wild. That would be crazy, right? It yeah. could be. Who knows? It could be Kotze. If Kotze doesn't get the job up there, he could probably get the job down here. Well, that's what Darren asked uh, Buster. Oh, did he? Hey, do you think he joins Bowmel? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Jesus. Fuck happened. Fuck. You know, the thing is, and anybody can say anything they want. I'm a friend. I love Darren. Darren Smith, I will say this again, and yeah. I say this all the time. When I first moved out of my house, what the fuck am Probably I doing Darren. here? What am Darren's like, you asshole? <laughs> I will say this forever. I'll fuck with that kid about his show. I will never forget what I told you. I will never forget what he did for me yeah. when I was fucked up. I came in on this show. I said how fucked up I was. I immediately got a text from him. We started. It was him and Stevie Woods at the high dive. And we just fucking sat there and got hammered. And it was great. It's exactly, dude, that kid is a legit great friend. So I can fuck with him tonight about Bo Who Mel. paid for drinks? Uh, he paid for a lot of them. A lot of his own or a lot of both no, of yours? No, no, no. No, don't fucking accuse him of that, you fuck. I didn't. You just did. I said a lot of his own, meaning he paid for his own. No. I didn't say he was a drunk. So what'd you say? That he stuck me with my own drink? Yes. That's what I just said. Don't oh, say Oh, I thought you made like it that. sound like he was a drunk. I didn't call him a drunk. That's what no, I thought you were saying. we, uh... Well, that's three people will never be getting together again. That's for sure. That was, that was a one-night stand. Who, me, Woods, and Darren? Yes. Oh, I'd go Darren again in a second. Yeah, it was Woods coming? Fuck no. No way, dude. Okay, let me call Woods out on something. Oh, okay. How about this fucking dipshit? Okay, go ahead. This fucking guy has the balls to write to us the other day while we're off the clock. Hey, did one of you guys accuse me of saying I wanted Osmus as manager? All I fucking said was that they were talking about Osmus. I didn't accuse anybody of it, which I point out. And then this little fucking snake in the grass has the audio right there. Do you notice that? Hey, just play the fucking yeah, audio, you little show. snake. Dick face, you know the answer. Yeah, you played it back. We go, we fucking talked about you. Get the fuck out of here. No wonder Ben hates your guts. <laughs> That was supposed to be private. Well, who fucking no, has audio sitting there? He needs to be called out too. Jesus. What you know, friends do for friends. Do you hear where your boy Darren's moving? No. Yeah, he's moving. I heard, I heard the show today for three minutes and I heard the part where he said he's moving. To where? IB. No. There you go. Dude, IB is pretty fun. <laughs> he spent two years I know, the fuck out no. of it. He's moving for the exact reasons I used to say that's why you move. They're great opportunities, and you can see it's up and coming. Things are changing. Dude, You're by the water. It's fun. Yeah, he, he's, he's getting out of North Park. Yeah, he said he's leaving North Park. He's moving IB. Good for him, man. Yeah, see? The, good for him. That's a pain in the ass drive, though, to get over You know to what? I was thinking that motherfucker now has to drive uh, to the 5 freeway, and then he has to sit there and make his trek after he fucking gave me shit for coming out here. I'm a lot closer to your fucking work than you, oh, you are, asshole. Dude, that's son of a bitch. Well, good for him. That's good. I be cool. Yeah. I learned. No, I definitely learned my lesson on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I learned my lesson. And the people, get, are, you think he gets a Vespa with sandals and drives around with a no. shirt off and sunglasses? 
No, I don't know. I mean, you could. Yeah. You don't even need a Vespa. Like the main yeah. stretch of yeah. IB. I just want to see him on a Vespa, driving to a coffee shop, reading a soccer magazines. Can't come in here, Darren. We put a fucking shirt on, you asshole. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, the main drag of IB is only that, like, six blocks. It's great. It's okay. Five minutes from Coronado. You're right there. Dude, the Briggs right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. See? IB Forum is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, that guy Hess, Mike Hess, Coronado Brewing Company. Fuck, I've been there a few times. Yeah. Luigi's. Yeah. No shit. All right. Well, good for him. You think he still drinks wine in IB? I think he goes has to change out of wine. You aren't drinking wine in IB. I don't yeah. know where you get wine in IB. Yeah, he's gonna be a big pot smoker. <laughs> not gonna be a pot smoker. <laughs> Fuck! How'd Marty handle the news? Dude, I didn't even pay attention what she said. I, honest to God, I listened. I heard it for three minutes and it was off. I didn't hear what what Marty said. I don't know. I, I didn't want to hear what they had in the envelopes. I like that bit. I did hear that part. Who did they have? I don't, Who did Darren have? Darren had, um, Darren had Don Mattingly. Dude, that's going. Because okay. Darren did say, he said he had, got leaked information that it was a manager that was currently under contract. So, oh, wow. So he picked Don Mattingly as his guest. Because um, Preller had said a, uh, Mattingly was his hero. Growing up. Okay, that's that I like a lot. Now, here's what's funny. And we probably fucked this up. So I read the New York Post every day. Yeah. Read the Post every day. And as Steve Cohen's trying to figure out somebody to go in and run the baseball department, for weeks they speculated that Steve Cohen was going to pay the money and get Billy Bean and Bob Melvin to yeah. come out to the Mets as a joint duo. So they wrote it every day, and it was Joel Sherman and, and other guys, Davidoff and those dudes, all respectable baseball guys yeah. that were writing. Apparently, you can get Bob Melvin. I just, Dave, I never in a million years thought that that would be something that they would look at here. No, even if you told me, I'll give you part of the part of the answer. It's going to be a guy currently under contract. I would never have thought Bob Melvin. No, but it's funny. Like, if you had seen that in the post... I wonder, Dave, I, again, I, I read it every day and never once made the correlation between Melvin and coming here. I don't even know at that point, right? See, I'll, I'll give him credit for that because it's so easy to do what I did and go, well, Boach or Showalter. When you go outside, dude, that's way outside the box. If, if it had been Mattingly, yeah. that's, that's a huge crush. Who'd Marty have? Um, I think she had Katze. Oh, that's a I good I think one. so. I might be wrong. I believe she had Katze. That's pretty good. Okay. Because she, like she wanted credit because it was from the same team. I remember. And they're like, you lost. What are you talking about? But I like the fact yeah. they're throwing out names that nobody had really talked about. That's so, good. I mean, I, and you could, well, they were wrong. I, I got it. But at least you, I like that. It's easy to just go Ron Washington or Bannister or whatever. All right. I like that. They put a little time into it. Who'd Jimmy have? I think he had Bannister. Really? Yeah, I think it was Bannister. Yeah, he probably looked and goes, this fucking preller. I know what this guy's... <laughs> push this guy Did around. Jimmy apologize to you yet? No. You know what? He does owe me an apology, 100%. Both those fuckers do. John Schaefer and Jimmy owe me an apology. Told you Soch wasn't getting the job here, you fuck faces. <laughs> Cocksuckers. Hey. Dude, I swear to God. I got personal. I'm right to him right now. Do it. 
Tell him my gut and apologize. You son of a bitch, Russell. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Maybe your Niners are who they are because of you. You're backstabbing. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> you weasel face chicken motherfucker. Chicken face Chickens weasel. Are, it's all right. Get it right, weasel. you asshole. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know, man. Yeah, really fucked me over. Those dicks. All right. Yeah, well, that's it. challenging me. Damn it. Who are you? Yeah. Fuck. I just sitting there throwing darts and shit. I did write, man, on social media, which made me laugh because I was waiting for you to say something. Because mm-hmm. people didn't know what what I, what I meant when I said it. I said, Bob Melvin is the perfect hire for San Diego. Is all I wrote. And now people are like, yeah. And then people are like, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? People like, I didn't respond at all. And those assholes are like, what are you trying to say? Is this a compliment? They're so fucking confused. Fuck you and fuck your Dodgers. Oh, okay. shit. Damn it. God damn it. Oh my that's, God. that's terrible. All right. I hope he, I just, I hope he kills it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with being aware. And I don't think it had anything to do with why Bob was available. Bob Melvin was available. I just think if you don't notice the parallels and if you were here, it wasn't that goddamn long ago. If you were here in 02 when Marty came to town, for the five years that he was around, Marty did a lot of the things that you think Bob Melvin will do. But you hope that if you are lucky enough to get to the postseason, Melvin has better success than Schottenheimer had. Right? Yeah, well, of course we do. Fucking Marty lost the Jets twice. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) And lost his shit. Yeah. Couldn't keep it together. You think Bob Melvin's a crier too? No. I liked him a lot. I thought his I thought his Marty or who? Well, I did I liked Marty too. I I, listen, I liked Marty, I liked AJ. That was kind of weird. Those two guys hated each other, right? Yeah. Did you like um did did you like your boy Butler? You know what, David? (laughs) You think I give a fuck what your buddy over there thinks? Fuck do you ever get right? Uh, no, Butler was a dipshit. Okay, he but, was. Listen, I, I like people that tell me, oh, that's karma. My feeling is you have to have a soul for karma to impact you, so I'm free and clear. <laughs> Butler was a dipshit. Dick Enberg was a dipshit. Yeah, Sorry, man, if you're just an asshole to people, you deserve to be called out. So that's what we do around here. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. Sorry. I'll try to be nicer to Bomel. God damn it. Fuck are we doing around here? Hey, Dave. How come you didn't ask my opinion? (laughs) You know, uh, Bob reminds me a lot of the manager I had at uh, USIU. Digger, Digger Sanchez. I had to go in there. I said, hey, Skip, you got a minute? He said, yeah, come on in. I said, hey, I don't think I'm a... I'm a seven-hole hitter. I think I'm a two-hole hitter. He said, John, why do you think that? I said, I, I put the, the ball on the bat. Then I put the bat on the ball. He said, John, hey, do me a favor. I said, you tell me whatever you need, Skip. He said, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> yeah, he finished by saying, how about you let me draw up the lineup card, and how about you focus on not letting us fucking down anymore? I said, hey, you got it. Good talk. He said, yeah, why don't you close that on the way out? 
<laughs> what do you have to fucking say today? Huh? Oh, what? he blew him too. He blew Bob Melvin like crazy. Did he look for a spot on the staff? Boy, he walked in and he walked in with a presence. And he sat at my table right across from me and I just looked at him and said, look at this Ooh. guy walking in with a okay. presence. And Let's... when's he going to buy a brown suit like AJ's? I was just going to say. <laughs> okay. This fucking team, you just nailed it. I would have. That's the other shit today. Yeah. I said to my buddy Nick, I go, come here and look at this shit. <laughs> so you watch the video and first Gruppner walks in with his brown jacket. And then Preller walks in, Mr. Casual, in his brown suit with his hands in his pockets and his orange socks, right? Yeah. And you're like, what, what are you fucking guys doing, okay? You're trying to think you're reservoir dogs down there? You're all edgy and cool in your matching suits? You're 28 fucking games out. Maybe, maybe you get off the phone last night with, hey, what are you going to wear? I don't know. What are you going to wear? Well, I'm thinking about my orange socks. Ooh. <laughs> that's too flashy for me brown jacket yeah i got a brown I'll, I'll go to men's fashion depot and get a brown jacket what's like looking at this team just going God, fucking mickey mouse operation bob melvin what do you think he's thinking when he's walking in first the fucking guy shows up is ted lasso then he shows up today hey how about the coat <laughs> I tell you what, I give Bob Melvin a little credit for. What's that? I give Melvin credit for a lot of things. Hair is jet black. He went full Ronald Reagan and said, fuck it. I'm 60, but who's going to call me out? Yeah, he, he, dude, I tell you what, I looked at uh, some of those pictures. Yeah. When he was, you know, Bob looks like he's probably a little handy with the Dukes. Not worried about him. Uh, you, we've had two little shrimps. Do you remember him as a player? No, not really, which is funny. He was Brindley's backup with the Giants, backup catcher. I love that he ripped mud today. Oh, I didn't hear that part. MLB Network. They go, hey, one of the guys you're going to have to deal with down there is Mark Grant, former teammate of yours. What do you remember about mud as a player? And so I'll tell you exactly what I remember is about mud as a player. Because I just remember thinking, man, this guy could be in broadcasting. And it turned out he's a pretty good broadcaster. Not a great player. <laughs> fucking with him. Uh, they were both bench guys, basically. Yeah. No, I, I just, there was no intimidation. Your buddy, well, Captain Vino himself, Dave Roberts, he better not make his way across that field looking to start shit with Bob Melvin. Look. He'll get scrambled. Dave has a suitcase full of wins. I was looking at Dave the other day because I was like, dude, if they replaced Dave with Dusty Baker, I'd be 100% fine with it. You know, yeah. bring Dusty home. But nobody hates Dave Roberts more than, than Woods. And then I was thinking. Why? A couple of North County guys. Dave it, lives in Cardiff. He's never met Dave Roberts, it, it, says he? It, it, no. Dave's the nicest guy you're going to meet. He's like right there with right Ernie. Right there with me. <laughs> Not there with either one of us, but right there with Ernie. And then you go, fuck. He got a four-year contract. In those four years, 106 wins. Wins a World Series, another 106 wins. Pretty good. It's doing pretty good, yeah. you know? And then you sit there and go nonstop after Dave Roberts. It seems weird. Yeah. Yeah. Minor league. <laughs> it's Bush League. Come on. It's Bush. Not even have to say league anymore. Just yell Bush. <laughs> Baseball players hate that shit. <laughs> you see this fucking guy came out of retirement to play fucking adult league baseball? I- <laughs> icing his knees down like he's yeah. fucking Willis Reed. I see. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> I told him. I said, you will fucking have a night out of drinks if you can just find a way to incorporate in your interview with Melvin that you're also a former manager dude, of the A's. Dude, that would be I told great. him, come on. That would be great. I think he's up for it. Oh I think God. he's up for it. How great would that be? You know, if Wood. Melvin said, I, I, fuck number six or number three, I want number 22. Woods wore 22 with the A's. I want to wear 22. Yeah. Fuck. Steve's enough of a fucking maniac. He'll do it. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That'd be great. Who gives oh, a that, shit? That son of have a bitch. Have some fun. Oh, we should have made a bet. I would have given him 100 bucks if he dropped that shit. But he, has, he has to say it the right way. God dang it. He's just got to, I told him, just blend it in naturally. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't say anything about adult league baseball. But just say it all dead serious. And I won championships. Hopefully you can do the same. He did, right? Yeah, what's won championships? As he said he did. It wasn't on Sports Center for Christ's sakes. Nine people know. Fuck. <laughs> that old sack of shit Leisure Fryer probably knows. Yeah. Fucking guy. I'm not that invested. You to see know. that motherfucker when I posted the shows on Friday? No, I haven't seen that guy so, in two years. So I posted the, the shows on Friday for free. Okay. And he just writes back on Twitter, stale. I go, I go you're fucking stale. And he goes, he goes, that hurts. I'm like, shut up. Shut up. It's $5. Food for less, motherfucker. I'm tired of your shit buying seven-day-old cabbage for your grandkids. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. That's goddamn good. Dude, I got a uh, F you of the day. Yeah. Tomorrow my kids turn 14. That yeah. doesn't mean that they can't get an F you of the day tonight. So yesterday... Pretty fun weekend, Dave, for their birthday. Celebrated their birthday Saturday, I told you. At AMC, you can rent out a movie theater for like 200 bucks, and 20 people can go watch a movie. So we did it. We went and watched Venom with Tom Hardy. Had like 17 people, right? A couple of people at the end couldn't make it. Yeah. Like 10 of these fucking kids all sit together in the back row. Elbow to elbow. You got the whole theater to yourself. Nobody's well, hold on. To... You rented the whole theater out? The whole theater. No way. It was great. Complete blast. At uh, AMC, they couldn't. Hold on. So what happened to all the other assholes that wanted to come in and watch the movie? No, you couldn't even. Uh, we did at AMC Mission Valley. Okay. Right, uh, same center where uh, Sayos was. And I swear to God, I feel like that's where we were at the Star Wars premiere. Yeah, we were. I feel like that's where it was. Yeah, it was. So... I think it was 220 bucks. We got the theater for 20 people. Goddamn people at AMC, so nice. We get there. And then we paid an extra 50 bucks. And the kids that were there, like the younger kids, the parents just stayed away from. Yeah. But everybody got popcorn and a drink and like a box of candy. And AMC's just waiting as you walked in, just like, uh, like if you're on a flight. And the flight attendant just handing out your thing. They ran all kinds of previews. Man, they treated it just like a full day. And okay. Then, and then we got to see Venom. Was it good? Well, yeah. I mean, I would say you got to know your audience. So, <laughs> what for, are you talking about? Did you see the original Venom with no, Tom Hardy? I did not. You haven't seen any of those no. movies, have you? It's, it's completely stupid stepbrothers type humor oh, it is? with a little bit of gore, right? Because, you know, people are getting their heads eaten off and shit. So 
No, I wouldn't say good where you go, oh, yeah, it's a date movie. You're going to take Rita for your 30th. You're not going to go see Venom. But when your audience is 15, 14-year-old boys, yeah. yeah, we laughed our ass off. Oh, good. We thought it was funny as shit. And then uh, we're, we had a Kings game yesterday. Yeah. So Saturday night, we're hanging out, and... Uh, I start looking on my phone, and I'm kind of jacking around, and I go, uh, hey, man, we could go to the Laker game tomorrow night. And they're like, what? And I go, all right, listen. I go, I'm not going to buy you video games or gift cards or anything. I'm just telling you right now, if you guys want to double dip, we'll do the Kings game in the afternoon and kill some time in L.A., um, we we can do the Laker game. And they're like, who are they playing? I go, well, it's Houston, and they're shit. Who cares? But I said... And they play my, Houston again tomorrow, by the way, at home. How weird is that? My son Jack said, Dad, it's Carmelo and Westbrook yeah. and LeBron and Anthony Davis. And, and they're all going to play. Yeah. Which is, you're lucky if you can get them all to play. Right. And so I got tickets, Dave, for 40 bucks a ticket. Wow, that's awesome. And it was directly across from where our king seats were. Like, yeah. honestly, if they had Nick Walenda walk a tightrope <laughs> from one end to one end, he would have been in. And I said, hey, listen, man, there are other tickets that are lower. I go, I'm not going 150 a ticket. I'm not paying 500 bucks for this shit. If you want to go for 120 bucks, I said, done. So all of a sudden, my son Jack gets sick as a dog on Saturday. We were scheduled to have lunch with uh, Dan and Dave Oster from the storm. Yeah. I said, hey, I don't want to get anybody sick. Jack's kind of fucked up. So uh, Dan and Dave were like, we're cool. First two periods, Kings game. God damn, the Kings are so slow out of the gate. They're so goddamn boring. And then all of a sudden, things pick up in the second. Dan texts me, goes, dude, come down. I got three seats open right next to us. So we drop down. Dan's seats are in 111, lower level yeah. staples. Holy shit. I'll get to this in a second. Kings down 2 nothing. They come back. They win 3-2. Yeah. Blast. So much fun. And then... Uh, was it sold out? Man, they're struggling to draw right now. Really? They are. I was curious because it's an NFL Sunday. Yeah. Chargers are playing at home. I know people go, a oh, big fucking deal. Look, that's a big gutting stadium. Rams are playing Patriots. at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. New England in town. You got to win up there, man. You, you have to you win. Now, listen. We're, I kind of like that, though, that you got to win. Yeah. And it's, it's. I mean, they've got two Stanley Cups, but but you got to win. And they're, they're so early in the transition of who they're going to be in a couple of years when, I mean, their main guys are all going to probably anywhere from 19 to 22 right now. Yeah. They're not ready to play 28-year-old, 30-year-old men. So we're we're really we may even be one step beyond square one. That's how early this yeah. is. So yeah, they're going to be much better. We just got to kind of wait it out. Um. So we ran, got a quick bite to eat, and driving around. We we're supposed to meet up with my dad. That didn't come together. And then we come back, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I don't know. I'm getting tired. I'm looking at the clock. It's seven thirty. I got to drive down. Dave, you walk in and you hear Lawrence Tanner. Yeah. The long time. That was great. The Los Angeles Lakers. And I go, whoa. And it was so 
goddamn fun. Like I said, Dan called me today and he goes, okay, how was it? And, and you know, I'm a casual NBA fan on my best day. The most casual of fans. I'm sure there's a million things that are wrong, right? I, w- I was reading Phil Mushnick the other day saying how he'd love to sit with Adam Silver and say, tell me how this game is fun. We went up. We were there for the whole introductions. We saw everything. LeBron played. AD played. Yeah. I had no idea that the L.A. Laker crowd was infatuated with Carmelo Anthony. Do they love Carmelo? They love Carmelo. But I tell you, Dave, watching Westbrook play, yeah. I've never seen him play live, was so great and my son both of them said to me like a couple of times during the night they go dad this is great cool this is great that's awesome and we had a blast but then it got to halftime yeah and uh did you see the lebron reverse dunk was that in the first half absolutely insane we went crazy and then uh d'angelo had one later in the game that was great i mean yes Saw it all deandre deandre jordan or uh, deandre jordan excuse me thinking uh of timberwolves We have a rule for the games, and I'm really glad we follow it for the three of us that we put our phones away when the game action's on. And so we don't, we're not missing a moment. So we had a blast. But the funniest shit was I'm sitting there with my son, Cade, and uh, this was actually during the Kings game. And we're, uh, we're talking about his mom. And he starts doing his impression of her. Dude, I swear to God, nobody will ruin you in your life faster and with less fucks given than your kids. <laughs> That's true. They And he's doing her facial expressions. Oh, my gosh. He's doing her cadence. Oh, my gosh. He's do- and Dave, I'm crying. I'm absolutely crying. I go, dude, I've laughed with you a thousand different times i don't know that you've ever done anything more spot on funny and i go uh all right what do you got for me he goes oh i'm not doing it here dad there's people everywhere (laughs) oh jesus i go what do you mean by that and this guy goes dad let me tell you something you go off faster than anybody i know i go what and he goes i'll tell you another thing when you get rolling the f word and the S word are best friends. Yes. They go everywhere together. No matter where one is, the other one's right <laughs> there linked next to him. Every yeah. sentence. That's true. And Jack and I will sit there and go, that's his all-timer. And then the next day, here comes a new one. It's crazy how many different ways you can combine those two words in one sentence. How old were, how old were they when you started cussing in front of them? Like four. <laughs> and... I go, a what? And so I looked at Jack, and I go, what's that? 100% spot on. 100%. He nailed it. Dude, I laughed and laughed and laughed because they, my son Jack's a lot more mellow than his brother. Yeah. But it's just, it's a thing, man. David's what I say. You understand it. Every parent gets it. It's about memories. It's why I drug him out of school. And I still hate the principal at Rolando Elementary for giving me shit. But they were there from Machado and Tatis. At 14, uh, it actually was last year, was the first year they didn't go out for Halloween. 
But they will always look back when I'm long gone and think back to the day on Halloween when they saw Kings game during the day and the Lakers at night. And I was there. I put it together. And it absolutely was fantastic. Was the picture you posted of Kate yesterday, the black and white one? No, that's from uh, it's from like a year ago. Okay, I was looking at it going, is that is this right now? I was trying to figure it out. No, that's from like a year ago. It's just one of my favorite pictures of them. But we got home. We got home. I dropped them off at 1230 this morning, yeah. which got me home at 115. And uh, so Cade, I, I talked to him this morning. I'm driving to work, and he calls me. and goes, how you doing? I go, I used to stay out like that all the time. <laughs> I go, I can't. I'm dead. And he texted me in the middle of the day. He goes, Dad, I just fell asleep for like five minutes in the middle of class. I go, oh, dude, your mom's going to kill me. But... I just, Dan Williams called me today and said, how was it? I said, dude, it was great. It was just absolutely great. So that's funny as hell. Yeah. Their birthday's tomorrow and, and I'm super excited for that, but it's just, whenever you get that opportunity, man, you don't need advice from me. And if you, you all do a great job as parents, but goddamn, every chance you get to do something outside of the box, something yeah. different. Don't let yourself go crazy with the, the wallet and Dan Williams, Dave, I, we sat there and we made the determination last night that next year, if we renew, we're moving our seats down by Dan. And I Good. said to my sons, I go, look, I can't afford to do three, but if I did two yeah, and maybe alternate games. Yeah. And they said, we're in cool. And I go, well, that's, that changes the whole yeah, game too. Absolutely. So. Especially when they're good, you're going to be happy your way down there. Yeah. You know, last night I was, Josh said to me, he goes, Hey, for a Christmas gift, he goes, I'd like to go to a Laker game with you. Yeah. And I said, uh, all right. So I was watching the, it's funny. The three things that were on last night, Lakers, um, Sunday night football mm-hmm. and the world series. I watched the Lakers. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure the ratings show the Cowboys and beat the Vikings was the highest rated thing. Cowboys are sure. the Cowboys. So I'm sitting there going, man, want to see a game, but I have to find a game like you found yesterday where mm-hmm. all the big stars play. Yeah. Because they all take fucking games off. Drives yeah. me crazy. So the one I'm going to is December 7th against the Boston Celtics. Wow, and nice. I, and I said, best rivalry in all the sports are those two teams. And there's no way those guys are taking the night off unless they're injured. We're going. So uh, I, I got row six behind the basket is where I'm sitting. No way. Yeah, right by the Laker bench, actually, is where we're at. And, and what did that run you? Oh, it ran me $656. For two? For two. Yeah. And But I was like, ah, it's the only thing he wants. Yeah. You know, and I said, you don't think I'm going to enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, but that's it. I can't remember him and I going to a Laker game since like 2004 together. So, yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I was joking with him last night. I said, I know your dad. Oh, you were talking to him last night? Yeah, I said, I know your dad usually, you know, hits the heart with the Nerf ball and the Dodgers version of Monopoly every year. But next year for your birthday, I'll take you to a Lakers game. He's like, I'm in. <laughs> it's just, uh, is this live right now? Yes, this is live. Yeah, okay. It's so weird so- seeing the basketball court, the Clippers, and we were just there for Kings and Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, it's awesome man it really is to see the nba and watch these guys and it yeah it it's different so yeah if it's what we did for the kings it's what we'll do for the kings next year it just kind of was the end of the and and we wanted to see ad we wanted to see carmelo the guy i wanted them to see was lebron yeah i really wanted him to see lebron to say hey i got to see him and i got to see him for my birthday and he he was out and 
and was on fire. And they almost tried to give that game away late, but we stayed Fuck. to the end. And, and yeah, and it was just, yeah, it was awesome. Where man. did you park? Uh, park at 7th and Fig. Okay. If you guys ever go to a weekend game or anything weekend at Staples Center, uh, right up Figueroa, there's a Target, and you can park there, and you go, oh, okay. Well, everywhere else to park, it's 40 bucks. And on the weekends, you validate it costs you six bucks, and it's a five minute walk down Figueroa into the into the arena, but um, just great. So we, um, hey, I got Staples Center trivia for this. You want to hear two bits of thing that yeah. are kind of interesting? So we have Kings jerseys. We're getting them customized. So I dropped them off, and my one son wanted Quentin Byfield, and I was. And the lady said, okay, who do you want for the other one? I said, Gretzky. She goes, nope. I go, really? How come? She said, we cannot customize any style jersey that he did not wear in Gretzky's name. Is that a King's rule or what's the deal with I that? I don't know. And then I said, okay, so my son said, well, my, my favorite member of the Kings is Luke Robitaille. Can I do Luke? Which I thought was kind of cool. She goes, yeah, we could do Robitaille. Wow. Hall of Famer. And she said, you want to know something else? She goes, no matter what Laker jersey you buy in here, we can't customize it for Kobe Bryant. Really? So if you bought a blank white, yellow, purple. You can't buy a Kobe shirt that way. You And, let, and I don't know. We didn't have Kobe stuff at, at Upper Deck, so I don't know. I don't know on Fanatics or any of the other sites if you can go and get it. I feel like most sites took everything down. Um I don't well, remember his wife ended the contract with Nike, which was weird. Like, I can't understand that, or Nike and her couldn't agree on a new contract, like to continue selling his shoes and everything that isn't Kobe brand. Yeah, I can't, I can't speak to that. Strange. I don't know. But I just know that the lady said, if you, if you went to get a customized, because I said to my son, Jack, you can get McSorley. Yeah. He goes, no, Robitaille's my guy. Plus oh, he goes, cool. plus there's a chance... We could bump into him in the yeah, hallway and get true. it signed. I go, oh, I like that. That's true. Did um, you see who took uh, Kobe Bryant's kids trick-or-treating last night? No. It was uh, Pau Gasol and uh, Rob Palenka. Dude, that's cool, man. Yeah. That stuff's cool, right? Yeah. It was, it, I was just thinking, you were at the game, and he was out yeah. taking his uh, taking his kids out trick-or-treating. Dude, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff. You just, But, yeah, I just thought it was kind of wild. You can't get Gretzky yeah. for jerseys. I mean, we know the style that he wore, the the which they absolutely should go back to. That was my favorite one. Every, every player says that. Yeah, they should go back to it. Then the current crest that they have, it just doesn't do it for me. I yeah. love they still have the colors, so I wish they'd go back to that. But um, but they're like, hey, we want to win some games, okay? Then yeah. we'll worry about jerseys, <laughs> hey, which is fine. Yeah, which is fine. But I, I just thought it was wild. They won't, they won't. I mean, they'd be customizing doing Kobe jerseys yeah. all day, right? But yeah, I, I that, guess that's interesting. Yeah, that, I thought that, that was kind of cool. There you go. That, for me, I find that stuff interesting. That that's kind of cool. Hey, I, uh, I said something on. Uh, I hate. I feel like I have to apologize on Twitter. But all these San Diego sports fans tell me how things work. Look, San Diego State lost the other day. We never talk Aztecs on this show. Okay. They had a perfect record. They ranked the number 21. They lost to Fresno State in the oil can game. Mm. Damn it. And so now they aren't ranked anymore. And uh. so I wrote, I know it's only been 24 hours, but damn, <laughs> I miss that oil can. <laughs> I saw you saw that? that? Yeah. People got really mad. Why? 
Look, I went to that fucking school. I'm an alum. I'm going to tell you right now, the team's not good. Don't tell me they deserve better. They don't have any offense. Hey. They can't fucking... Everybody has offense in college football. How do you not have any offense? Hang on. That, nobody even cares about that. Hang on a second. You went to the school, right? Yeah, I did. For a long time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A lot longer than most. Yeah, they're called doctors. Um, did anybody ever in your time there... Talk about the little brown oil can. No, I didn't even fucking... know it existed until last week. That's exactly my point. So anybody who's offended by that, the problem's on you. <laughs> Seriously. I, I mean, my parents both graduated from the University of Minnesota. My uncle graduated from the University of Minnesota. Right? When they, they play Michigan, it's the little brown jug. Yeah. And it was talked about for years. And for years, you were like, the little brown jug exists because that fucking thing hasn't been in Minnesota in 25 years, right? <laughs> and then against Wisconsin, it's like Paul Bunyan's axe. Yeah. And that, same thing. Yeah. That goddamn thing is, <laughs> we haven't seen that thing. Well, now PJ Flex won a few games. So I know the axe came back and I, I don't, I don't, I feel like at some point within the last few years, the, the jug came back. Like, I feel like he got, that's funny. But he won a cup. There was one, and then there's Floyd the Pig against Iowa. There's like three yeah. things. Oh, that's cool. And it's very meaningful rivalries yeah. with these teams that are long-established rivalries. It's Big Ten football. And, yeah, I mean, but, Dave, if anybody was had written a joke about the Gophers when they were losing, whether it was Jerry Kill or Tim Brewster, and said, has anybody even seen... The little brown, what did what, what you see last? The little brown jugger, Jimmy Hoffa, right? Who knows? <laughs> Do people laugh? It's true. The idea that anybody gets their feelings are, God, most sensitive group ever. It's really Fuck weird. off. Someone wrote to, uh, a Dodger fan wrote to a Padre fan on Twitter this week saying, you guys don't play another professional sport in San Diego until April. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't we have to shut the fuck up. Okay. I don't think we have to. I don't think this is very much coming back from that line. No. You know, you can't you can't fucking say anything. Holy shit, dude. God dang it. Hey, when I mention Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools, look, the weather is not bad at all. It's November. All right. right? Look, you could jump in that pool almost year round in San Diego. So many people have talked about, as we said. What are you going to do for Christmas? Do the family Christmas gift, buy a pool. Right now, ask about the available financing. TaylorMade Pools, making dreams come true in your backyard. Give Alan Taylor a call at 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. It is, Dave. It, it's been like the perfect uh, San Diego weather. Yes. And with everything going on, I was thinking about this on Saturday with college football and thinking about the NFL yesterday or, or whatever sports you're watching, man, you can set up, your friends have done it. Why haven't you done it? You can set up the most perfect backyard where you can have the barbecue, you can have the sound system, you can have the TV out there, but guess what brings it all together? It's the tailor-made pool. And you can go and design it. I was just looking at pictures. Who, uh, who was I looking at? Just the other day, somebody had posted picture. Oh, a buddy of mine who will remain uh, <laughs> unnamed, but a friend who listens to this podcast is going to know exactly who I'm talking about, was goddamn cracking us up, showing us pictures from when he was in his mid to late 20s, 
hanging out at the Playboy Mansion. That's awesome. And he's just hanging out in the grotto. We go, what? We didn't even know. This guy's a legend. Um, yeah, you can have the pool built any way you want and bring that backyard together beautifully. Do it. Uh, call the team over at TaylorMade Pools. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Dan Williams is who you want to talk to when it comes to get your finances in order. Look, Christmas time's coming up. This is the time of the year you're going to start spending a lot of money. And next thing you know, you're caught up in credit card debt. Call Dan Williams. Talk to him about your finances right now. If you're worried about it, you're worried about the cost of gas, you're worried about what are you going to do as far as your budget goes, Dan is the person you want to talk to. Borrow Smart 2-Minute Tuesdays. Don't forget, 2-Minute Tuesday, new video on YouTube, understanding your cost of debt. Dan Williams will teach you something every single time. Also, he wants to get you out of the rental market. Why not call Dan? You own your first home. You can live next to Darren right there on IB. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Great to see Dan yesterday. He's been gone for weeks, raising money uh, for charity as he did his bicycle ride across America. And he literally got home Thursday. And I saw him at Staples yesterday. Looked like a million bucks. But was just, he all uh, walking all bow-legged and shit? No, nah, like crazy dude, legs he going. walking like a machine. Nice. Yeah. You and I'd be on a stretcher. Fuck yeah. Remember when Riddick Bow and uh, Riddick Bow and Galata got in that huge brawl at Madison Square Garden? And then uh, Lampley's like, Lou Duva's down. <laughs> Lou Duva's down. <laughs> And then they remember the scene, Dave, on HBO where they were carrying Lou Duva out on the stretcher and then they started tipping him. Yeah. And poor Lou's like strapped in and he looks like he's riding a zipper at the ferry. Like, God damn, straighten Lou out. That would have been you and I coming into Staples Center. Dave Palais down. Palais down. Uh, Dan looked like he's like, I'm going to ride from here to Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, machine. Yeah, I love it. Because he called me today. He goes, hey. When you renew, let me know, and we'll figure out the finances, and we'll get our seats next to each cool. other. I go, God damn, nobody better to get that worked out with. But, yes, maybe some of you have bigger ambitions than just being a 10-game L.A. Kings season ticket holder. I disagree, but I get it. Uh, we just did a refi, made a huge difference for us, and uh, it can do the same for you. So whether you're getting it in, your finances in line uh, for a property you're currently in, or the property you want to be in, make sure you give Dan a call. Let he and his team work the magic for you like they did for me. Brian Curry is the person to talk to when it comes to finding that perfect home in San Diego. Man, that is a dream come true just to think about it. Finding your perfect home in San Diego. Nobody knows San Diego County better than Brian Curry. He's your guy that Jeff and I talk about all the time because he's the best in the business. More than 25 years in San Diego, finding homes and selling homes, getting the most for them. Again, where are you going to move to next? Brian Curry's got to answer all those questions. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Got to admit, I'm a little jealous of my buddy Darren Smith. See? Pulling the trigger. Not a bad place to go. Uh, close it down. And I know, I know you can all remind me. For years, I said, Brian Curry will sell you property anywhere in San Diego except for IB. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed and laughed. Everything's so funny. And then I hung out down there a couple of nights. I like, oh, shit. I've goddamn whiffed on that. My apologies. It's a great little neighborhood. Congrats to Darren and his family. That's good. Uh, Brian can help you find the house wherever you want to go. I have to tell you this, Dave. You'll yeah. like this. A friend of mine... I don't know that you know them. You may. They have a son that's on, uh, I believe, Rancho Bernardo. 
Okay. Freshman football. Okay. And the way I understood this was the Rancho Bernardo freshman team had gone 9-0 and and were very excited. And then they ran into the Poway Titans the yeah, other day. rivalry. The Poway Titans won. Good. Good is right because its head coach is our guy, Brian Curry. And this friend of ours was writing on Facebook, well, a little disappointing as we fall to the Titans and my son, Blank, got punched right in the nuts by one of their guys. Look at that. Try the vanilla nut taps, right? I said, hey, hey, Rubin's racing, right? I mean, fuck it. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I know that kind of behavior is not encouraged. Have you ever met kids from Rancho Bernardo? Yeah. They kind of look like guys who probably need to get smacked around a little bit. Nothing wrong with the Let's talk about the guys we know from Poway. Judd Bushler, James Hughes, Conniff. Pretty outstanding guys, except for their weird. The, uh, Brian Curry. Dylan Curry. Yes. Should have started with those guys and then had the trickle down to the other three. But anyway, they're all upstanding citizens, even with their dopey crusades like Conniff's currently on. Upstanding young man. Somebody we appreciate calling a friend. But yes, I'm reading this post and everybody's like, ah, sorry you lost. I was wrote, ah, fuck it. You got you got a coach you got played. Yeah, my son got punched in the nuts. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Oh well, it's a contact sport. <laughs> but uh congratulations. <laughs> I think the gutty little Poway Titan freshman team. I um, probably won league off of that. I think they did. That's awesome. Shut those kids. They left those kids from RB with something to remember. Oof. <laughs> Roof. <laughs> Roof. <laughs> Kyle Fluker is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to your brand new website or fixing the website that you have. The whole idea is to draw traffic. Kyle can make take a look at your website and make sure that it's running in the right order. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Done an amazing job uh, with our site and has done an amazing job with Jake's projects. Thank you to everybody, Dave. I, I hope you saw it. Uh, October 30th, just yeah. a couple of days ago, was the three-year anniversary of Jake's passing. It's something that uh, all of you are very, very familiar with around here and I just think uh, there were a whole lot of people that sent insanely nice messages and just reached out. Uh, and a lot of people, Dave, just wanted to give you and Rita and Josh a, just kind of a chance to reflect, but reached out to me and said, hey, when you see the Palais, just tell them that uh, our arms are wrapped around them. And that sure meant a lot. And it's uh, in Jake's memory, man. That's why it's called Jake's Projects. And Kyle's a big part of that, part of our board. And uh, we're excited now that these COVID restrictions are being lifted. So many of you have been insanely nice, including uh, Billy, who's made so many yeah. contributions. Yes, and, and I can't tell you how excited Dave, Rita, Josh, myself, uh, and the rest of the board are to start sharing with you guys some of the things that we're hoping to get done in, uh, in yeah. if not the end of 21, early 22. Why you say that? I want to bring this up. Little League tryouts are coming up in January. Okay. okay. 
So here's the time where uh, we talk about finances all the time. Yeah. If you're going through an issue where, man, my kid would love to play baseball, but it is very expensive depending what league you're at. I mean, some of these fees are three over $300. Oh. Look, reach out, jakesprojects.org. Yes. All right, this is what we're, we're trying to do to help out. And if, uh, if you're one of those families that it's getting your way finances of your kids having an opportunity to play, uh, please reach out, check out the site, jakesprojects.org. Well, and I think, Dave, what we'd like too is sometimes pride kicks in as a parent. And, and the one thing that we've all run into in a lot of different ways is sometimes it's hard to ask for help. And a lot of people are willing to help. They just don't know that you need it. So if you're a neighbor and maybe, or a coworker or a, a friend, a relative, and you've heard in passing that somebody has uh, a little league player or a softball player and the parents would like them to play, but they're concerned about the fees, uh, yeah, we're lucky. We, we've got some resources that we've just been holding on to because COVID changed a whole lot. And boy, I tell you what, nothing would make Jake more excited yes. than knowing uh, that we've done that. And here's the other thing. And Dave, I'm sure I'm, I'm saying this uh, without checking with you. I'm just making a decision for the board. But if you want to stay anonymous and say, hey, just do us a favor, this particular player, we'd like some help. Um, I don't know that they want a lot of attention drawn to it. Goes without saying. Let's yep. just let's just make sure we're doing the right thing for the kids. My sons played freshman football this year. Think it on the field a lot, but it was the first time that they played. It was such a rewarding experience for them and for me. Uh, Dave, you were out there. We yep. got to see the coaches the other day. Had a great time, and we had an absolute blast. And the coaches were so nice to me, so nice to my sons. It was great. And, and we laughed about it like I talked to them today. I go, what are you doing? They go, I have no idea what to do. It's the first time <laughs> since June where I haven't put a helmet on. Yeah. And they go, it's kind of weird. And I go, you miss it? They go, I don't think I missed it today, but talk yeah. to me on Thursday. Yeah, that's why I think and, they'll come back and play next year. Yeah, I think they will too, but it's their decision. But anyways, it's just, we see it, right? I saw it all the time where there were kids that would be, sitting up in the bleachers and I don't know, just goofing off and that's fine. But I said to my sons and their buddies, I said, man, I'm so proud of you guys for putting the time in being a part of this uh, club and, and going through what you guys went through being ball players. Um, it was really exciting. And we want to help young kids that financially may not have that ability. We want them to have that same experience. You know, I had a great time at that game the other day. You, you, you brought your friend Kyle, Kyle was there yeah, and it was, you know what I was, I was telling, uh, telling Josh's story. It was very strange where you can go back and think in your childhood of things that happened. So just friend Kyle played football at the university of Tennessee. Uh -huh. Obviously I lived in Nashville during the same time he was playing football at, at Tennessee. So in my mind, and, and even in Nashville, everyone's a Tennessee volunteer fan, basically. Yeah. You know, some of the teams, whether it's Alabama, Kentucky basketball, all that shit around there, it's different. But the majority of the people are volunteer fans, not Vanderbilt fans, Yeah, um, even though that's in our city. Um, but talking to him and talking about playing with Willie Galt and different things, so many things were just focused on Tennessee football yeah. growing up to know that he was on those teams and having conversations with them. It was like it was like I was twelve years old all over again. He, it was fucking nuts sitting there talking to him. I had a great time. He's one of my best friends, and and anybody who's familiar with St. Augie football, Coach Kyle Outlaw, 
Uh, he impacted a lot of kids, and uh, I hope I'm not giving things away. I'm going to put him on the spot. He said he's going back. Yeah. He's going back. He misses coaching. But I said to my sons, I said, look, man, this is what it's about where you establish friendships. Dave comes out to support him. Paul Vaden came out to a game. Kyle came out to two games and just said, hey, we love high school sports. Uh, you're the only guy out of the group that before those games had met either Jack or Kate. Oh, wow. And it meant so much to me, the guys that are like brothers to me. Yeah. Kyle's like a brother. You obviously are. Paul Vaden's been a brother to me for, goddamn 25 years, if not longer. That you guys came out to support it. We just hung out. You know, there's a couple guys, time. couple goofs out there running around. Let's go, D. And we left. But you saw it. That's yeah. how I watched every game. We just go to the end. We just fuck around and, and cheer and laugh for the team. And then bullshit with the coaches and the kids afterwards. And nobody's... Hey, what the hell were you running on that third and four? <laughs> we, we didn't do that shit. And that's why it was so fun for me. But ultimately, the point is we want those experiences for other kids as well. What if a kid wants to join uh, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu? We're going to put him in there and let him be like bodyguards? <laughs> and are you going to apologize to Corey Stewart tonight? No, I'm not going to apologize. No, it, it, I, I don't, don't like that. I had He's a, family to me. I had, <laughs> I had to kick kick the door a little bit to get a reaction, and I got a good reaction. Did you see his? <laughs> what if Corey wants jujitsu lessons so he can choke you out? <laughs> Will we sponsor him? No. God damn it. No, Desi what? Desi, his it, tweet where he thanked me for my unwavering support and he said his, uh, his legal team was coming together. And then was Woods dressed up as Corey? Is that what I saw last night? That guy I couldn't figure out what Woods was dressed as. I think he was dressed as Corey. Oh, that's funny. I didn't see that. I saw Corey had the full candy bars he was giving out. That was impressive. See, that was impressive. So you're not going to apologize right now? That's a big time player move. <laughs> That's it. Yesterday, I had a kid. The kids were coming to the door while you were at the Laker game for Halloween. Yeah. This three year old walks right through my front door, right into the house. You know, great. He just <laughs> he walks right in. He just looks at me, ticky ticky, ticky ticky. <laughs> Was it crackhead Bob? <laughs> my my dog. Every time someone rings the doorbell, thinks all those kids were there to see her. Oh, and she's she losing her mind. Peeing all over him. Oh yeah, she's losing her fucking mind. Look, another kid's coming to see me, and never would let her get close up. I had her barricaded oh. away. She's freaking out. Wanted to see everybody, but Not it was yeah, it was it made me laugh. That three year old just opens the door, just walks right into the house. Ticky ticky, the best. <laughs> parents need a little work. <laughs> parents need a little bit of work. By the way, and I know it's late. I, I saw two movies. What'd you see? Okay. Two movies that are five star rated, which is as high as they go according to, you know, the, the direct TV. Okay. One of them I hated that I know you like. Okay. Overrated. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. First time I've ever seen it. No, I love the Alec Baldwin scene okay. in there. There's fantastic acting all the way through yeah. the movie. The movie, though, was not great. It drags a little bit. Boy, it drags. But Baldwin, you everybody's yeah, Bal great. Pacino's great. Yeah. Kevin Spacey's great. Every Ed Harris, all of and every person. Yeah, uh, Arkin is great. All yeah. of them are great. Jack Lemon. Yeah, Jack Lemon. But dude, great. the Baldwin scene. Can we start? Yeah. <laughs> dude, it's so good. That guy's wearing me out a little bit right now, but. But uh, that scene, I love that scene. Yeah, the whole, it's a very famous scene. Yeah. yeah, but the overall movie, I, I hear you. Okay. okay, here's the other one I saw that's, again, five stars. Rosemary's a Baby. Never seen it before until yesterday. Oh, I can't see creepy shit like that. <sighs> Where she fucks the devil. Yeah, creepy. And her husband's all in on it. It's, yeah. that, was, that, was, that was wild. And I'm like, how does this have five stars? This is a weird movie. 
Uh, you turned me on to Succession. Yeah, are you watching? Dude, I I cannot. I laughed during Succession the whole time. <laughs> I knew you would. No, you don't know why. Okay. The main guy is an absolute dead ringer for my attorney, my divorce attorney. Is Brian, it one of the kids? No, or the, the, Brian the Cox, dad. Okay, Brian Cox. The main guy. Okay, yeah. My divorce attorney, who's been great for yeah. me, is that fucking guy. And I cannot stop watching it and go, that's Dave. Like, my attorney's <laughs> name yeah. is Dave, too. And I, it's great. So I only, because a time, Dave, I only am through, I mean, I'm very early in okay. season one. Got it. But I, I dug it. And I'm just, I'm cracking up that little punk Calkin kid. Yeah, he's hosting Saturday Night Live this week. Is that right? Yeah. He's annoying as shit. He is. But uh, I love how they just shut down the guy from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. They have no time. But the the guy, Brian Cox, the main guy, is absolutely the twin brother of my divorce attorney, and who's one of my favorite guys walking. And uh, and so I'm dying. I'm like, that's Dave Demersion. So I, next time I talk to Demersion, I got to be like, are you watching Succession? <laughs> Like, are you, you're seeing what I'm seeing, right? Like, you're the man. Dude, every time he gets the script, he has to laugh that he knows he's going to say fuck off three times a show. He's so good. <laughs> he's, he is outstanding. Well, Demersion's the coolest guy I know, but I, but I got to be like, I got to tell him. I'm like, are you watching this? Like, it's, I'm telling you, Yeah. if I brought a picture in, and I'm not, because my attorney's cool, he'd be like, fuck are you doing? Get out of here. Uh <laughs> But if I put them together, you'd be like, that is scary. So, yeah. yeah, it's like, picture if the guy, the main guy, looked just like Brian Lozier. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And you're like, that's Lozier. <laughs> and then he's, but they have like a similar personality. Yes. And if the main guy was like telling everybody, Lozier doesn't tell everybody to fuck off. No, so you'd never. die laughing. Never. But I, I am liking it. Are you watching Ted Lasso? I haven't gotten to it yet. I told you I was waiting for my mother to come okay. to town. Sorry. Yeah, something to just waste time with. There you go. So here we go. Celebrity birthdays. We're going November 1st. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going Anthony Kiedis. Uh, softly last night. You saw? He was there yeah. with his championship ring. I think Anthony Kiedis is 52. God dang, dude. You know what? I would have guessed the same thing around there. Yeah. Much older than I thought. 59. Wow. Uh, 70 million. $150 million. No shit. Yeah. Good for him. I, I like the those chili peppers. Yeah. They're cool. Jenny McCarthy. Uh, I'm going to say 52 again. 49. All right. I'll say uh, 17 million. $25 million. All right. Good for is. her. Could you be in a relationship with Jenny McCarthy? I think much more now than years ago. My sons were watching Mass Singer and then just kind of got burnt out on it. Yeah. But her and um, Ken from... Uh, Hangover? Yeah. What guy? Ken, uh, Ken Jong. Ken Jong, yeah. So goddamn funny on that show. She's funny on that show. Yeah. Give me. <laughs> he, was on, he was on ESPN the other day picking games yeah. on Saturday morning. Okay. Picked Fresno State, didn't he? It was. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Okay. But it was Ken Jong and it was, you know, Kurt Herbstreit, Lee Corso, yeah. all those guys. And dude, he was he was pretty fucking good, man. Pretty yeah, funny. He's funny. And he just drops the he goes <laughs> paraphrasing how he said it. I just want to say to my wife out there, uh, Tran, she's great. You complete me, ho. <laughs> he yells out and everyone's like, What the fuck? 
That's her last name. Everybody calm down. <laughs> Everybody calm down. <laughs> you complete me up. Dude, that guy's great. Yeah, he's so funny on that show. So he's dropping one-liners. They're just ripping him. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, yeah, okay. Jenny McCarthy seems like that girl you'd pick in the, that F, Mary kill. Yeah. And then you'd go, she's always the F, but you wouldn't marry her. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, I don't know. I don't know. Last one, Fernando Valenzuela. Oh, uh, I'm going to say he's 61. Exactly right. Same as Tony Gwynn. I'm going to say he's uh, 40 million. Only $6 million. Ah, shit. Remember back in the day, they didn't hey, make as much money. Give him a raise. <laughs> there you go. All right, five random questions. Think about this one right here. Who okay. is the most interesting person you know? I changed recently. You meet somebody? Fired somebody. Uh, you're a fucker. <laughs> I don't say shit. You know, bullshit. Completely baited me. Still the smart decision I made. Just inside joke between me and Dave. Uh, most interesting person I know. Who would that be? I got to think about that. I know, because I can't think of one right now. It comes to my head. It just, uh, like I said, it, it changed recently. I had a good answer, so it changed. I got to think about this. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm so lucky with the friends yeah. that I have in my life that are really good. Have you ever met anybody in business or sports where you go, man, that guy's the most interesting person I know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, There's, there's... People in our building that'll remain nameless yeah. that have been great to me. That yeah, I just I love having conversations with them. I'll tell you what, I'll throw one at you. It's the same person you and I know. Okay. It's Lisa Ann. Yeah. So I mean basically she's living two different lives, two amazing different lives. Yeah, and I think she's very candid about one of it and yeah. and she's coming back in a couple of weeks. Do you see her flying over New York? I did. Could you do that with, with the that doors door open? open? Oh fuck. That's crazy. Why do you have to have the door open? Oh, you know what? I, I feel weird when the guys are driving the UPS trucks and the doors open. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, like the the things that are really funny about that, and I I guess if we looked at it longer, I I would say you and I are the only guys that understand it. Nobody nobody really understands it, but I think if you know the history of this show. The idea that we are friends with Nicole Eggert, who has yeah. been so nice and so supportive of things. But Lisa, yeah, Lisa's probably the one. And I think for as much as we know, there's so much that she probably still keeps guarded, which is her yeah. her prerogative. And she's so fucking great. Like, I, I told you, I'm going to go back on tomorrow on her Facebook because in our fantasy football league, Dave's team beat her. I beat team. her. I'm the one. I punked James Hughes. <laughs> and uh, we now have a four-way tie for first, and I'm there. So I'm going to go in and say, when are you going to quit dismissing us? And she'll amp <laughs> up again. But, yeah, she. Yeah, I would say that. Uh, yeah. Erica was pretty fucking interesting. She was. Yeah. She was. She goes right in that group. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, and that's one of a dozen reasons why her loss means so much. Yeah, I like that call. I could live with that. What is uh, the nicest compliment someone ever gave you? I think just the fact that um, that uh, I was told today that 
and I think Dave, you're you're this kind of person too. But I just think that when when days are really bad, uh, that the way it was told was that on a really really bad day, I know I can pick up the phone and call you, and you're going to answer, and you're going to get me through it. Yeah, and that means a lot because. There's so many people that are still in my life that were way in my life. Kyle Outlaw is a great example. Way, way before this thing started. And and they're great. But I think just that. I think the other thing, too, is just if people say you're a good dad. Yeah. And that's probably, that's the one that means the most. Yeah. Um, yeah, you always want to be good to your friends. But my two sons, again, tomorrow it's their birthday. And, and. They're my absolute best friends. And what's going to be fun for me tomorrow, they don't know it. But I've always written things about them together on their birthday. And tomorrow I'm going to write about them individually, about what they mean to me and what they've meant to me uh, over the last couple of years, what they've done and why I'm so insanely proud to be their dad. Uh, Yeah, that would be it. If somebody says... I mean, you you know the same thing, Dave. It's the funniest joke, and, and all the dads know it, whether it's Sean or Billy or Pete or Kyle or anybody out there listening gets it. When people are like, oh, man, you're such a good dad, it it's what you fucking signed up for. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to be. And, yeah, I mean, it's funny, right? Like, we were joking. Um, my son Cade said, yeah, one of my buddies was like, ah, Dad swears he's like, who the fuck said that? And he died laughing. I go, you know what? Let me tell you something. I go, I couldn't give less of a fuck what anybody thinks. I know the relationship I have with you. I know the relationship I have with him. Uh, That's it. And I know the relationship I have with your mom. She annoys the fuck out of me, but I love her to death. I always will because of you two shitheads. So I just go, you think I give a shit? They can sit there worried for a minute what some dumb fuck. They don't know what yeah. we've been through as a family. Then I go, who said it? I'm not telling you. I go, you go and tell me right now. <laughs> Put your hand on the stove. What about for you? Um, the dad thing's always number one. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of people who say really nice things to me as their kids have grown up. Some are even in their 20s now about. Yeah. Because um, we always say this all the time, you know, helping to create great childhood memories. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, the wins and losses, coaching stuff, it doesn't mean jack shit. But it, it comes down to did they have a good time when they were playing with me or, or did, when, when they were with their teammates and this and that. And they say you created a great environment. And the, See, for me, that means a lot. Um, when my son, Stephen, yeah. who's not mine by, by birth, yeah. uh, but said to me about four years ago, he goes, hey, I'm just telling you, uh, I'm not, you're no longer a stepdad. You're just the dad. You're my dad. And I said, that's insanely cool. And then somebody, uh, really, really close to me, uh, said to me a week ago, said, Hey man, I'm just telling you, uh, you're somebody that I look to as a father figure. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And that kind of shit, man. Like my sons have a couple of kids, a couple of buddies where their dads are not in their life. And made a similar comment like that to my sons. Man, that's kind of stuff. It, it, yeah. yeah. There's no manual, right, Dave? I mean, yeah, no. it's, and that's what I was laughing about. All of us, the day before our kid's birthday, you can absolutely remember what you were doing the night before 
and uh, and going there. I am not ready for this. <laughs> God damn it! I just needed a little action. I did not know this was a payoff. Fuck. <laughs> Right, then we get through it. All right, I'm going to cut it down to one last question. We've okay. been, a, been a long show. It's late. Uh, hell, and you're tired as can be. All right, yeah. here we go. Last question. Who wins the World Series? You know, Dave, I have not watched a pitch. I, I just, I was so into. I honestly look at this, and this is not me being bitter. Yeah. As a guy who watches a shitload of baseball, this me does too. not feel like the two no. best teams. I'm watching. I'm going, there's so many holes in both teams. Yeah, I mean, I hope the Braves win. I just, I'm rooting I, for the I Braves, don't, I don't want anything with the Astros to win. But I just, I all of a sudden, um, I really wasn't into Boston and Houston at yeah. all. I just couldn't get into that series. I enjoyed the earlier series. Um, I I love the Dodgers and... and Braves and Giants? Yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, Dave, I, ha- I haven't seen a pitch, and I, I can't tell you I'm going to see a pitch tomorrow night, which is really weird. Maybe when... Who'd the Royals beat for their for theirs championship? The first, the second yeah, time, first time, uh, the first time they beat the Cardinals. Oh well, no, not way back in. Okay, the, uh, oh the Royals. Oh, uh, they beat the Mets. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was probably one too. Yeah. Where I just yeah yeah. I mean, you gotta remember Ernie Martinez was all into the Royals. Yeah, him and fucking his Joe Randa jersey. Yeah, so um, I'll 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 take the Braves, but goddamn, if they blow it, right? Yeah, baseball I, is gonna be like. What are you doing? Here? Oh my god, dude! How about the organist at um, playing at, my little teapot? Yeah, my little teapot for Altuve. Fucking so good. Love it. All right, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll come back. We'll do seven questions on Wednesday. All right. Watch out. 